You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 291 of the Central Indian's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Uh, today we have executive video audio producer, engineer, the guy that can start and stop the show at any moment, Mr. Zach Burcham. Or restart. Uh, or restart in case, in case we start telling stories that we didn't mean to show when we were doing on the air. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bash Kreider, our, uh, one of our many staff attorneys. Uh, Bash, Bash and Sean both work for free, uh, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, Bash thinks it's St. Patrick's Day. We're doing a St. Patrick's episode today, and he's, uh, we, we're wearing our, our green because it's March. Yeah. Does the calendar snuck up on us, but damn it, it's March. That's right. Uh, and you're drinking green beer. I sure am. Wearing a green shirt. Brought the Rolling Rocks. Yep. yep. Saint, uh, little known fact St. Patrick's Day is my birthday. Oh. Turning 47. Turning forty, <laughs> flat forty flat, big number. I'm starting the celebration tomorrow. I'm going to go on a cruise. I'm taking all of July to celebrate my birthday. That's a great idea for forty. Attorney Kreider, you have had two, you have had two different holidays fall on your birthday. What was it? Is a it's a yes or no? I won't go into that, that, that is a no. It's <laughs> a hard no. Whatever. <laughs> All right. I have no idea what's going on, but we're going to introduce our other main guest for the night. Next time he comes on, that's a Patreon topic. Just remember that. All right. That works. Fair enough. Uh, Mr. John McCain, not the one you're thinking of. Um, Are you sure? This is the only one I think of. <laughs> the first time I met John was right after you had met the other John uh, oh, yeah. at a fundraiser. I think you were in Cincinnati or something. Yep. Uh, Northern Madeira, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. And he was that that John was running for uh, for governor or for, for governor president. Uh, for president El Presidente. That's right. Uh, did you offer to be a stand-in for him in case he in case he needed uh, somebody other than Sarah Palin to go uh, talk, do some speeches? You know, I appear about the same age, even though we aren't, and we cut our hair the same. But that's about it. <laughs> that's where the <laughs> he's a he's a true war hero. I'm <laughs> I'm soft. You're just a Rushville hero. <laughs> I'm soft like a bunny. <laughs> All right. So John is a. Uh, John is a Rushville legend, and the main thing we're going to do today is we're going to be promoting uh, a party that uh, that is happening in Rushville. It's the 24th annual uh, Rushville St. Patrick's party, and since it's March, and since, uh, uh, well, that's the time you talk about St. Patrick's, it is the perfect time to have John McCain on, even though it's way overdue. Uh, so that, that we're five years case. in, and I should have had you on like three years ago, if not four years ago. For what? Just because. Okay. I mean, you. So because I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, McCain's an attention whore. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. yeah, it's been Rushville year. We had Chris May on like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, who you've claimed back from us? Why did Why did they let go of him at the Hall of Fame? Uh, he he. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, John, we spent a whole week talking about quiet quitting for millennials. Uh, and second of all, 
Um, by the way, Bash, did you get your milk? I did. <laughs> and I turned half of it into mozzarella and half into ricotta. And I made noodles and I made tomato sauce and I made a from scratch lasagna for Valentine's Day. So that was that we had Chris May on. He was the executive director of the Hall of Fame. Bash was supposed to join us that week. Uh, and he could not make it because he was acquiring some very specific cow's milk to make his Valentine's Day dinner with. It was raw milk, A2. It, we was, it was tough. You don't want to reveal too many facts because yeah. the feds will get involved. Because you, yeah. you can't buy and you sell You can't raw buy milk. that kind of milk, yeah. No, you have to trade for it. Well, you can buy it for your pets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so yeah. I'm sure did, your significant other takes that. Did not of. reveal that to Haley. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> you're technically my pet tonight. But happy Valentine's we Day. We have you and Dakota in here at the same time, so you could go into the rabbit holes of human existence that you two have gone into. <laughs> so it was the perfect excuse to get out of an episode of Boss Hogger Liberty. But anyway, uh, that was the night that uh, that we were talking about millennials changing careers, getting out of it. So he, uh, Chris made the decision that he no longer wanted to be executive director of the hall of fame and wanted to do something else. So he had nothing else lined up. Uh, and he, he took eight months to himself and making the rest of us that are in that 35 to 45 working stiff age that have no hope of retiring anytime soon. Very jealous. Uh, I don't think I could drink for eight straight months. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to try. Uh, Well, I actually spent half a day with Chris on Monday, and yes. uh, we were actually talking about your film. Does he still have a good opinion of it? You don't have to. If it's bad, just to just say you don't know. And Very we'll seldom did he cuss about it. So that, was <laughs> that was all good. Oh, good. So yeah, he's a. We're big fans of Chris. So it's been it's been Rushville month. So John was a. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it down the road, but you, you guys are going to enjoy the conversation with John. Uh, we need to say thank you very much to the patrons that uh, that help get this show on the air each and every week. Um, the reading of the patrons, Zach, who who does that every week? Fifty dollars or more a month. Who are the people that help us get this done? That's Christy Avery, who is our. Uh, I, she's kind of the uh, the Indiana Libertarian house mom. I think she kind of takes care of everybody. She's also <laughs> our official Norwex consultant. Uh, so uh, I can't. I don't have the page in front of me or have her address memorized on that. But check her. I think you can look her up on the Norwex page. Then we have Jonathan Phillips, who is uh, an excellent car salesman and also car locator. Um, depending on if you're trying to find something that General Motors doesn't want to build you. And then we have he Ant- sent me on the field trip to Michigan this, yeah. uh, this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear more about that in the uh, in the Patreon. And then we have Anthony Meyer, who I'm surprised he's not offering to bring you that truck down here because he's trucking stuff all over America. The last time we talked about trying to figure out where he's at, and the last time he was actually in a spot that we are very familiar with, he was on the east side of Seymour, I think, like where we would go through a Starve Hollow where there's a TA. Right? I was like, I've driven by there a bunch of times. Oh, that place burned down. It's and, it's brand new now. Yeah, so he was. That's where he was. He because he sent me his location in a chat, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." So John, have you been? You've been to every map dot in Southern Indiana. Do you know the third, the the US fifty and thirty one and I sixty five travel America? You, not off the top not of my the, head. No. I'm not that versed. I'm yeah. sure I've seen it. But. <laughs> yeah, I it, it burned to the, the ground and just came back. I've been through there multiple times, avoiding the interstate traffic or the construction because I don't want to tow a camper down seventy. So I'm very familiar with that intersection. So those are the three that take great care of us and uh, help keep the lights on, and it's nice and warm in here because they help pay the bills. Uh, if you want to uh, to join and help support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/BossHogOfLiberty and support us at any level at all. You pick. Five dollars or more a month is kind of suggested. 
if you go in there and say a dollar, we'll give you all the same stuff and you can be a part of it. Uh, but whatever you do, it, it helps out. Uh, so today we are joined by John McCain. Uh, your background, best I can tell, you were elected at a very, very early age. I was, I was 12. 12 years old, uh, elected to be mayor of Rushville, <laughs> Indiana. You served for four years. You got to do the full four years, even yes. at tw- when you got your driver's license. That's they right. said, OK, John, here's the key to the city and you can go now. You know, you can go off to college. Yeah. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> four years, I think, was enough. Uh, you know, the voters have spoken. Now they have to be punished. <laughs> and uh, So just onward and upward from that point. Uh, and then the other wild thing on your, your LinkedIn is that you spent three years. I know more than that at the commission, but you were the state commissioner of boxing for indiana right i was a republican county chairman which when mitch daniels ran for governor and uh i think a lot of those politicos want jobs with the government uh if you get the governor if your flavor elected and, and quite candidly i'd been deputy auditor of state and uh i've worked at the state house i didn't really want to go back so i i like boxing and so i said if that opportunity raise, arises i'd sure like to be on the commission and uh, as cream rises to the top, I was soon uh, a boxing commissioner for the state of Indiana. <laughs> uh, later, we uh, morphed into an athletic commission. We pro- promulgated rules for uh, MMA. And uh, technically, I was a professional wrestling commissioner for the state. We didn't really uh, do any sanctioning, but we could if we wanted to. So, do you box? <clears throat> No, no, I'm, I, I just said earlier, I was, I'm soft like a bunny. No, no, I, if I boxed, I'd look like butterbean. No. That's a great reference. I just saw a picture of butterbean in the last three days. He did something. He and which one cracked the other one's knee? Tanya Harding, was Tanya Harding get cracked? Or she, she got Kerrigan. Kerrigan, Kerrigan, Kerrigan got, got injured. So, yeah. Okay, so Tanya Harding was doing some boxing. <laughs> and Butterbean was also kind of on the same card. And he was so out of shape, he couldn't even tie his own shoes. Oh. Yeah. Well, it wasn't pretty. So where, where was all this boxing taking place? Was this at, like, the casinos? Was this at, like, small backwoods gyms, like in Spiceland, well, Indiana? Where? Mostly garages, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they, but A lot of basements. So it's backyard, basement boxing, but yet they have state approval because John signed their papers. Now, it's, uh, you know, there's there's regular boxing uh, if, it, if it's professional. And, I, and I'd like to think that, you know, our, our professionals – you know, we had a, a Golden Gloves champion, a fellow by the name Frank Martin. That's pretty good right now. He's a professional boxer, and he's pretty good. Uh, he won the uh, he, he won Golden Gloves Nationals, uh, but we don't have a lot of those for what it's worth. So, our, a lot of our boxing is uh, at the casinos. Um, you know, I've been to a, a Showtime event down at uh, Belterra. Um, a lot up in the region. Now, how would you dress for this? Are we now? Well, I'm not the ring girl. Well, I, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I mean, are, are you like suit and tie? I wear coat and tie. Bow tie, no. black. You know, like like a penguin. What are, what are we dressing like? Uh, just it's coat and tie. Coat if, you're, and tie. if you're on the commission, just fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you, on airs for- when you said the professional wrestling, is that like like WWE style mm-hmm. or sure? No kidding. Yeah, I I had a. Uh, we have some old schoolmates who do that or or did that for yeah 
Well, I have a classmate, his son, uh, Dylan Bostic, is, has done, I've seen him on, not Raw, but the, uh, the other WWE SmackDown, when they were in Indianapolis and they needed some fodder. Um, and he still wrestles some. Uh, he, uh, although we didn't really sanction what they did, I had the opportunity to go and uh, just kind of go behind the scenes and just see what they do. It is fascinating. It truly is fascinating. It is, uh, and I always envision that they've like kidnapped little old women and, 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 and have held them hostage to make like uniforms. But there's a bank of sewing machines. All of this, the gear that they wear are made by a staff of ladies that travel with them wow. to do that. Uh, the, uh, I would get like happy Gilmore vibes hmm. of the, uh, of the nursing home. Where the ladies are, <laughs> they're all, they're all where, well, where the ladies are all doing arts and crafts time. That's right. Now your back's right. gonna hurt. But um, Ben, St- you were the Ben Stiller in this story. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of regulations? They really they self regulate. They're okay. They do what they do. For just the most big, part, it was just written, a big government money grab. Is it, it was written into the code for the sake <laughs> of if we wanted to do a gate tax, quite candidly. Okay. Uh, and we don't. And we don't for. I don't think we do. Uh, we didn't at that time for professional wrestling. But now they showed me what they called the magic truck that, you know, here's a sledgehammer and a sledgehammer. And then here's another one that's oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, brass knuckles. And here are the real ones. And here are the ones. They, they said, you, you, you always see them hit the real one on like metal. So everyone knows that it's real. But then they'll swap it out. And they said, we do it all the time. Nobody sees it. That's nobody incredible. nobody notices yeah. the switch. But I mean those guys are fantastic athletes. Oh uh, yeah. There's 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 a, a doctor ringside that he's mic'd with the with the referee. If he sees something that's gone wrong, quickly get him off and get him out of the ring. Yeah. So uh the shows are all choreographed by former uh wrestlers. Uh, Arn Anderson was there uh working on one of the one of the bouts when uh, practicing prior to uh but that you know the poem outside the ring is like this and the the of course the mat is um uh, mic'd so when they hit yeah it sounds good Neat. and uh so no it's uh i i, I like it they have a big commissary where uh if you're a gaffer you're putting up lights or whatever you're doing and you want to go grab food you can go there and you can get anything from ribeye to corn dogs uh but You'll see the wrestlers all sitting there with each other. I, I always likened it to the old cartoon where the sheepdog and the and the wolf walk to work together, clocking at the tree, and then they fight each right. other all day and come back. <laughs> that's kind of what it what it appears like. So I had a, a really surreal conversation with uh, the WWE vice president, uh, a wrestler by the name of Mark Anthony, who had wrestled in Seymour. Jerry, the King Lawler, and me all standing around this prop box ah. talking about the merits of a gate tax. <laughs> it was it was really weird. Bash's head's exploding, minus because you're describing the people of our childhood. Because like I, I like I don't know I oh, watched yeah. wrestling for like I don't know, ten or fifteen years, right? And they like Jerry the King Law, and like they're they were like cartoon. He was particularly yeah, well, like yeah. a cartoon <laughs> character. His his ringside commentary is legend. <laughs> I know they they talk about the uh, steel chair. Everything's steel. So if you yeah. buy a steel chair, those are real metal chairs. They just know how to have, how to hit somebody with them. Right. The tables when you get thrown through a table, they think they buy them at Home Depot. They're just crappy tables that yeah they get thrown through. So 
It is. It, it was a fascinating thing to watch. And, is, I'm, and I'm sorry if somebody out there thinks it's all real. And I'm, <laughs> I am shattering somebody's dream. You have ruined Christmas, John McCain. I, I am never listening to this show ever again. <laughs> Well, at least, at least you brought Weller. All right, so, <laughs> so you transition from ringmaster slash politician into a wildly popular job in something that I think you've gotten you've had much success in, and you are the uh, you are essentially the same role or very similar to what we have in Henry County and Corey Murphy, who's been on the show many times. He's our Economic Development Corporation, I think, believe director I've or CEO. Heard of him. Uh, and you were the ex- uh, executive director. Executive director. It sounds much more fancy. Not CEO, executive. but yes, you are executive. Yes. Yes. Very important. But you have multiple things. You're, the name of your group, I typed this twice today because I had to revise it. The Rush County Economic and Community Development. Are you a corporation? Yes. We're, we're a 501c4. And, um, you know, they went through a strategic planning shortly before I was hired on. What is it? Is today the second? March the second. Yesterday, I started my eleventh year uh, with this organization, and um, so before I even came in, they talked about dropping. Most of the organizations don't have the C for community; they're just economic development corporations. We decided in Russia we we really had to pay attention to that, and so we kept, we chose to keep it in. Very interesting. Um, not really, but no, but community development. I think I think that's that's good. Said, well, you know, and, because it's, I will say that what we're going to talk about tonight is very much community focused, and I know that this is somewhat on your volunteer side, but it also sure. dovetails into into your role or what you're what I've known you for in Rushville over the last decade. Yeah, the uh, as as far as it goes, the world of economic development has changed so much. If you look at Newcastle, and I I joked when I said I've heard of Corey Murphy, where good friends i was here yesterday for a meeting with a regional meeting with them and but you look at the different what art- they feed you nothing my god i brought my own coffee because i didn't think maybe they, they maybe they wouldn't have it was a hall of fame i don't know that coffee but it was from jack's donuts did they bring a donut no uh very very sad <sighs> next episode Corey murphy john mccain steel chair match that's right <laughs> this will be the table yeah, i'll throw i'll throw it to the table yep. yeah that'll be did, great did you come with chris may what's that was chris may with you no oh okay i know you say you spent some time with him like it'd be funny if he walks in to the to the hall of fame it's like man place has really gone downhill or it just makes a comment like place is or they just or you got or you, you got cold shouldered because you brought chris may with you no food for john yeah well chris, everybody else is having temptations but john gets nothing and chris is uh now the director of our rush county community foundation so he doesn't have time for my shenanigans. Uh, he's got he's got a lot on his on his plate. So uh, now nah, Chris will do it. They should have brought you donuts job. at least. If they brought you, you checks, you would have thought they invite me. If they if you come to Rushville, you're going to get lunch or beers or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They just talked to you about Jacks. They were like, hey, "We we have this great donuts they, spreading across the country, totally local. Don't worry about them." They had this this like traveler of coffee that that's why I knew it's from Jacks, but there was no donuts. Were you late to the meeting? No, I was uh, like the second one there behind Corey. 
So Corey how must have eaten all Corey the donuts. Eat? Either Corey ate them all, <laughs> or or Penny dropped the ball there. I don't know who's in charge of that, but uh, see, this is the cutting edge research that we really have people oh, on for Boss Hog. We're getting to controversy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're getting to the bottom of some. Real I, I'd like to think in Rush County we take better care of our guests. I'm just saying. Everybody That's goes right. home with three pounds of getting your meats. It's, it's, right. it's literally <laughs> maple <laughs> sausage. Yes. If you, if you don't count parking lot turns, it's. There are no turns to get to Jack's Donuts from the Hall of Fame. It's on the same road. <laughs> That's true. And we even have Mancinos down the road, and they're yeah. good. And well, and you got uh, you got Lee's Chicken there, and they've got great uh, chicken livers. I just, often, if I'm at a meeting in Muncie, I'll stop by for Lee's uh, livers I, because they're easy to eat on the, people, on the way home. <laughs> people, people vastly. Which, wait a minute. Which one of your cars do you? Which one Either of your cars do you drive to eat the, the filters on the way home? Whatever happens. I, <laughs> it was a, well, it would have been 16. I, I lost a car here in Newcastle. I was sitting in a stoplight north of town at the uh, Shell when they were, they tried to put a maze through town. I don't know what that construction was all about. I, uh, but, I know exactly what you're talking about. We all know that they're in 38. Yeah. Mess. Uh, but they, uh, that young lady who works at the hospital decided she wanted to park in my back seat. <laughs> <laughs> and totaled my car, and oh. so uh, yeah, I've the fancy new car that I said I have. It's 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 a couple years old now. But, uh, <laughs> I say sixteen actually. I meant twenty one. Yeah, I was gonna say this is yeah, just gonna, very gonna say, you, you, This construction you're describing, we're all very familiar and very tired of it, and it made no sense. And yeah, they turned. That I never saw anybody working. I will not stand for this slander of the Indiana construction industry. I think it was. I saw these piles of rebar sitting around, but I, yeah, I assume somebody had a uh, in and and somebody was getting greased up on that. I, I think at some that. point somebody just came through and just moved the barrels on their own and like got a little trouble. No they, one would be there to move them <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the same crew that's always working outside at Greenfield. <laughs> yeah, Knightstown's kind of that way. They've been working on Knightstown downtown Knightstown for about five years now. Uh, all right. Before we cause the host of the let's show know to have the a next small time you're stroke. Ta- next time you're coming to town, let us know. We'll try to make sure that there's appropriate refreshments. I, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Probably the time to tell the community that Orange Barrels are coming to the north side of Newcastle on State Road 3 this summer, uh, just north of LNK Farms, and they're shutting down 103 next, uh, next as week. As long as they don't take our bridge away. <laughs> I mean, the last time they did that, it only took six years. So, <laughs> And that was two years ago. <laughs> So good. Oh, you, you live two blocks from here. Do we know these people? You live two blocks from here. You'll be fine. Uh, All right, John. So let's talk <laughs> about... I, I assume the uh, the uh, commissioner of Indot listens to your show on a regular basis <laughs> just for helpful tips. Many many of the contractors do. Seven, viewer, <laughs> seven viewers just dropped down to six. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, yes. we, uh, I think we talked to one of them. <laughs> that, you never know. You never know who's listening. You, you'll, be, you'll be surprised. So... And honestly, yes, yes, there's seven people watching. Like, well, five now. God dang it, Joe. It back. was. <laughs> <laughs> nope, back we up. are we are a podcast first, guys. Um, there are the, we are really more for that. Um, the fact that every time Bash talks about the number, it goes down. Is gonna just really making me laugh. All right, so twenty fourth <laughs> annual St. Patrick's Day party. I have enjoyed I, the first time I participated was twenty ten. So I've been around for a while. I've it's, not made all of them. It, it, you know, for us, it, it is a, uh, it started, there are three, three of us that really kind of organized this with, with the help of our friends, but it's Dan Shanahan, Brian Sheehan, and, and me. And uh, it all started with uh, 
uh, Dan Shanahan and his family, when they were growing up, big Irish family. <clears throat> and so they would get together on St. Patrick's Day and have dinner, and then they'd get around a piano and somebody play Irish tunes and be, they'd sing along. And, and uh, Dan invited me and, and Brian and his family and, and uh, some other friends to, to join them. Uh, we had helped them move a piano into the KSC, so I, I felt like he felt like he owed it, I guess. And uh, <clears throat> so, for what it's worth, we we had such a good time. And as Sheehan and I will like, likely do more than we should, we just kind of took over and said, "We well, we should grow this." And uh, <laughs> the next year, you know, there were fifty people, uh, friends. And then the the next year in the Knights of Columbus, <clears throat> at the Knights of Columbus, they've been our host for all twenty four years. Um, and, uh, so, you know, very soon we were selling, it was free. Then we decided we'll sell some tickets and start raising a little money that we'll donate to charity. <clears throat> and, uh, then it became so popular the tickets were five bucks. So we raised the tickets to 10 and we sold even more tickets. And now it's a real event. <clears throat> yeah. And, and we had to literally Tell people they couldn't come to the door if they didn't buy a ticket. And we're, we're, we're not that popular nowadays, but we're still, you'll have several hundred people that will come throughout the day, come in and out of, out, out of the KC. And so, um, through the years, again, this is, I think we're well over $200,000 that we've raised and every penny goes back to local charities. So, so kind of a big deal. You guys are supporting which charity? You need water or anything? You good? I've got water. I've got this glass of stuff too. So all we're all we're fine. all good. All right. Um, Thank you. I listen. I've not lost a patient yet. If you, don't go choking out on me and crap, you know, and, and dying on the Wouldn't air. Wouldn't that be a show, though? My <laughs> goodness. We would go from five to six watching the live stream yeah. in no time. But you would, would go you from would make four to three in news. A local podcast guy dies <laughs> while he's while he's talking. He would feel really bad at first and for a couple of weeks, and after that, there'd be a glimmer in his eye. And we talked about the content that was created that day. Yeah. I would. I, what would happen is that I would save the video to my phone, and then like three days later, because I don't know how to do this myself, Google would be like, "We made a GIF." <laughs> 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 It'd be John falling like over, face plant, and, uh, and then I would, microphone. Yes, and then I would I would treasure that. Yeah, well, sure. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. I'd be offended if you didn't. <laughs> well, just try to try to hang on for the duration of the show. All I'll right, do, I'll do. The so, tell me more about the charitable work you've been doing by drinking. You know, you know through the, uh, and, and that's what it is. It's it's we celebrate our our ancestry, our heritage, and at the same time we raise money. Have a lot of fun uh, doing it. The. Uh, uh, each year we'll we'll pick different charities that that'll go to. There are a few that um, might be lingering. We do year after year after year. One of which is the Riverside Park Amphitheater. Uh, we donate. We've donated that since. Well, the very first show they did, we we paid for that that series uh, because it was new and they didn't have time to really uh, really go out and get sponsors and things like that. And, and for what it's worth, that that's a really cool event. Uh, if you haven't been to one, you should come over. Uh, the, the shows are all free, and the Libertarians and you will appreciate the fact that those shows run without a penny of taxpayer dollars. Yep, they're all private, privately funded. Now the the venue is owned by the city, so they maintain and mow it and things like that. But the uh, the shows are all privately funded, and uh, so we've we've helped with that from the from the start uh, with. 
you know, uh, this year, for example, the uh, Elks is bringing in the Traveling Vietnam uh, Memorial Wall. And uh, so we've, we've donated, we're going to donate some money to that. Uh, trying to thank you. Uh, I don't know. I should, I, I should, I should have been better prepared. The John McCain fund. Of yeah, course, that's yes. right. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> two pay fund. Uh, the, uh, uh, but we've given to, uh, through the years, we've given to the Clover Buds, which I'd never heard of. They're the early 4 uh, Before being 4 age, you get a year as a Clover Bud. Yeah. Five-year-olds. Yeah. And uh, that was, for us, that was really cool because we never heard of them. And they were really, really thankful because we could give it, give it $500, and that was a big deal. That funds them. the year. Yeah, for those guys. So uh, that was that was good. We've we've got, generally give some sort of veterans uh we, we have a fund at the community foundation that each year we'll put some money in that actually just goes back to the foundation for their running. So I'm sure it's just to give Chris May more money right now. But um, <laughs> Well, I mean, he's very expensive. Yes, he, um, yes, he is. <laughs> all those, so, uh, it, all it, those trips to the Virgin Islands, you know. He went someplace. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Recently. Uh, so... You have a number of events that go along with it. I, I know that I've participated in a big beer pong tournament one year. Right, they'll be they'll be the beer pong tourney again. Um, that'll be after the parade. St- it's kind of our kickoff. It starts at four uh, four p.m. Line up at the Main Street Christian Church, and it's it's going to be ch- right now. The weather looks chilly. How long is it? Maybe seventy five by by that Saturday. But and our event is the eleventh. It's not on St. Patrick's Day. We always do ours, even if St. Patrick's Day falls on Saturday. We do ours on the Saturday prior to because, you know, if we're gonna get bagpipers in Rushville, you've got to make early. a lot more money in, in Indianapolis going to fifteen different gigs than to than just coming to ours. So uh how many bagpipers? So as you're as you're planning something like this, because I know you're a big part of the planning what kind of Rolodex of bagpipers are there? How many are there to choose from? If it goes horribly wrong with the bagpipers one year, are there backup bagpipers? Or is it does everybody share one set? Because they've got to be very busy. Our, our pipers come out of, I think, the Columbus area. And and uh, that's Sheehan. Sheehan controls the pipers. <laughs> uh, and uh, Rick Strong of Newcastle, local a, surgeon. Is a piper? He's a piper. Huh. He's a good one. Who does he play with? Or is he just wandered well, down the street? alone by himself. I don't, yeah. I don't think he does that Sometimes publicly. he just find him on Race Street. Just yeah, just, <laughs> just out there. Wandering aimlessly with Marching around, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I always thought that, the, you know, bagpipes a little goes a long way. It's almost like, you know, a, a cat's getting its tail rocked over. Um, it's... Uh, it's fun for a little bit, but after a while, okay, we've had enough. You can go now. At, yeah. at the Indy 500, it's great when the Gordon Pipers come oh, by. Absolutely, they're, they're and you're you're, wonderful. Si- you're sitting in the stands, and they they come from 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 a ways away. They're playing their song. They go by, and it's spectacular. <laughs> but it would pretty well ruin the race if they played the whole damn time in front sure. of you. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yep, yeah. uh, so for us, we've always done it that Saturday prior, and it also by keeping on a Saturday, it allows friends and family that aren't here to come in and they don't have to try to get back to work the next day after being a little overserved. So this St. Patrick's party, this event has been very well attended right over the years. Um, the governor, the current governor has yes. been, has been featured. Yes. He, he was he, our grand marshal. Um, one of my favorite pictures uh, is the three of the three organizers and 
and uh, Governor Holcomb in the in the parade. And uh, last year, uh, Congressman Pence, uh, Greg Pence, was in the parade, and uh, it was the coldest day in March. It really was, and uh, I don't know that he'll be back this year just because of that. I, <laughs> he stopped by last week, and we chatted about it. So, uh, but yeah, it's we'll get the. Uh, We'll have a busload of kids from the Soldier and Sailor's Home HECA. Uh, they're they're great. Um, but yeah, people, mostly family, friends, anybody can participate. So if you have a wild desire to uh, be in a St. Patrick's Day parade, uh, you're welcome to show up. And, and if you don't have anything to do, we'll find something for you to do. And if you don't have a T-shirt, John will sell you a commemorative T-shirt. We have T-shirts, uh, $15, very, very reasonably priced. Um Tickets for the party again are ten dollars, and uh, uh, during COVID, we said if you don't get a ticket first, it'll cost you fifteen if at, at the door. And then we didn't even do that because we we sold pretty good tickets. But you know that was that was a tough year. We still, you know, we still got our sponsors, and we did sell several tickets. Uh, not very many T-shirts, uh, but uh, <laughs> do you still have a trunk of T-shirts from twenty twenty that no, are? We 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 gave them out to everyone. Uh, <laughs> It, we truly did. Uh, here, you graduated from high school. Here's a T-shirt. Um, you got your T-shirts are spectacular. So every year you guys come up with a theme, right? And this year it's very Notre Dame. It, 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 I, I hear that. Uh, <laughs> now the uh, back of the shirt says "Drink like a champion," and uh, so um, yeah, that's uh, a little Notre Dameish. <laughs> and uh, without without getting too close and getting in trouble. Remember, it's all for charity, Notre Dame, and the and the Pope that's watching. I'm sure. It, well, you know that's how our first parade started. Actually, we uh, the Catholic in our group. I'm the orange in the flag. I'm the Protestant. And uh, <laughs> but after Mass, we all just kind of took over the street and marched down to the KSC Hall, which is two or three blocks away. And and uh, that's how our parade started. So we normally have the priest that will bless our event before, right after the parade. Uh, before we start doing whatever we do. Occasionally, we've had a priest that will give dispensation for the day. If somebody's, for example, has given up uh, meat or or beer uh, or whatever it might happen to be. Uh, so that's happened. I've heard, I've heard St. Patrick's Day is falling on a Friday. Friday. It's Friday. So they there has been some special action taken in, in areas to to allow meat to be t- eaten on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, and, and generally that will happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, the archdiocese will. You need meat and God. Now, will, now God it's will, fine. God will understand. He's <laughs> he's good with it. Uh, so you just have to make it up another day or something to that. Effect. What's important to remember is that what happens in Rushville stays in Rushville. Yeah. Well, I guess you hope. Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, for many years, and we don't, and sadly, we don't have the, the fellow retired, but we actually paid handsomely to have a, uh, we called it the paddy wagon, uh, that uh, it was a bus that would pick you up at home and bring you to the party and take you home at the end of the night because we're, you know, we want everyone to have fun, uh, have all the fun you want, and uh, but be safe with what you do. We might uh, have to connect you guys with the Slick Pickle. Uh, here in town, they've got I, a. Uh, they, I, I don't know that I'm old enough to hear this conversation. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, Slick Pickle has been a sponsor of the. <laughs> that's, our local, that's our local party for many bus. years, and it's oh, our okay. local party yeah. bus. We have a party yeah. bus. 
in Newcastle. Once again, I do appreciate Bash for listening to all 291 episodes of the show. <laughs> As I was just here to plug the slick pickle. Of course, of course, I remember the all those episodes about it. We have a party bus. Yes, we do. Yes, and they sp- and they help sponsor our Canada series last several since years. the inception of the program. Oh, we would. It's great. We would. We would pay the basic to have them there for those many hours. Yeah, and uh, uh, then they would make all the tips. But you'd make you'd make sure people get home safely. Yeah, yeah. and and that, and that's have fun. There's no need to be be unsafe. Yeah. That's always the first call I I make on Sunday is to the sheriff. Yeah, any of our people that no, it's, <laughs> it's always good when we hear no, and it's nice when you go to clean up the next day and see all the cars that are still parked there because people use people use good judgment. How late do you, uh, do the festivities go for you? I've heard, I've heard tale of John McCain being spotted in the overnight diner. You know, I've, there was one year I had, uh, I told your brother Dan that I would buy him breakfast. And then, you know what? It's, uh, leprechaun. I, I dress as a, I've dressed as a leprechaun in the past. And, uh, <laughs> leprechauns don't have pockets. And so I left. <laughs> I had no money. It was so. That's why they're looking for the pot of gold. That's, uh-huh. I guess so. So yeah, I I promised something that I couldn't fulfill. Uh, I mean, in Rushville, you were the boy mayor. Can you not just sign the receipt and they'll just come? I, I, they'll come track you down I later. John? I think I think somebody else picked it up. But yeah, I I could have gotten away with that. I uh-huh. and I tend to do that. A couple your face years, is your credit card in this town. Most people know me. Um, <laughs> A couple of years ago, I did the same thing. I'd, I'd gone over there getting ready to order, and then I, oh, I, I didn't bring my wallet or my keys. So How the hell did you get there? So you're like bashing. You live well, next door. We, well, it's two doors down uh, from the KC, or two blocks down from KC, so it's easy walk. But by the time I got there, they'd locked up the KSC. so I have to do the. <laughs> it's a weird walk of shame when you're walking home in the middle, and I'm walking down this alley to my house, which is blocks away not far but i'm dressed like a leprechaun <laughs> and i can't imagine somebody that's at two in the morning looking out the back window and see a leprechaun walking down the alley <laughs> without but, pockets keys or is, a wallet yeah this is like simultaneously kind of the coolest flex ever you just wander around your hometown with no keys or wallet it seems <laughs> yeah like. that, that is and funny. at the same time yeah a walk of shame dressed as a leprechaun at the end oh yeah and in, in, in the we Hours, I'm assuming, of not no longer St. Patrick's Day. It's now the next day. It is the next day. It's the next and, day. And I across the street from where from my, where I live, there's a convenience store, and there's like five or six police cars there. And so I get to the I get to my place, and I'm thinking, how am I going to get in? I don't have a key. <laughs> I, I now have keys stored stashed located around town. in a lot of different places now, but. And I, so I, well, I've got that, uh, like storm cellar door that I can go down in the basement. And I, well, I don't want, I don't want to ruin my leprechaun suit. How many times have y'all said that? <laughs> and, uh, so I literally, so now we've got a naked former leprechaun. I literally stripped down to my boxers. <laughs> no, none of the police across the street pay any attention to it. And I'm sliding down and I, I had my former mayor arrested for breaking into his own home naked. So I, but, <laughs> My fear was I'm going to slide down this thing and crack my head on the on the seal as I'm going down. So I put my phone down so I can stop myself. I still crack my head. I don't have a phone. It's dark. I've got boxes down there. And I, I literally at one point think, I am going to die down here in my boxers. And they're going to say, 
why was he, what was wrong with this guy? <laughs> and so I did, I did make it in and safe and sound and had to have someone come pick me up to get my keys the next day. But that's incredible. I say, that's a true life story. I, How old were you at this time? Uh, that's about three years ago. Probably 19. <laughs> okay. 2019. I was going to say, I, I haven't had a story to rival that since college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Just a picture of somebody from behind in a dark alley in a leprechaun suit, just head down, just kind of like down the middle of the alley. Just at that picture, just as a, how's the morning to you? Hey. <laughs> uh, John, I do have a serious question. Okay. So you said you were two blocks from KFC. K- K- the, the, uh, the restaurant, the corner restaurant is two blocks from the case. Okay. My brother used to work at a KFC. It was his first job. No, KFC. K of C. Knights of Columbus. Of Columbus. So, so they didn't cook livers? When we had one, they did, but we haven't had one. For, it's it's now a Mexican restaurant. And they don't cook livers. He's been really working on this question. Hard. Yeah, it's I retract my question. <laughs> my sorry. brother was very pleased with the KFC livers. Oh, they're, they're good, And too. you were talking about the Lee's livers, and I was going to ask you, <laughs> is that like a, oh, well, the KFC is just right here, so I take... I, I just don't consider it. No, I, I don't know. I like I think I like the Lees a little better. Uh, I don't know why. There's no reason to it. But um, I think I think Colonel Sanders' recipe was more for the chicken breasts, less for the livers. Colonel Sanders was all about the breasts. Yeah, yeah. I personally have a no filter, <laughs> so no gizzard, no. Fil- I, I I don't eat I don't eat any of those organs. I, oh, I, really? I, I, yeah, no organs. No, yeah. no, because here's here's my no, deep dark. You just hate flavor. Here's my deep, dark secret. <laughs> By the way, when, when Bash had his midlife crisis, <laughs> he quit as an attorney, and, and he knows what the hell he's talking about. He barbecued for two years, and now he's back into the... Now he's now he's uh, 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 J.D. Bash again. Professional barbecue. <laughs> Professional. You the the steel chair of barbecue. My, my deep, dark secret is that I'm not from Indiana. So I don't have this backwoods taste for chicken organs that you people do hmm. uh You're i was darn I'm, near canada man. i'm from new york state oh i knew that actually. yes yeah. yeah i think i think I it's not yeah, i knew that too but yeah i've been here since but I was hearing like you say it now old. on indiana's favorite podcast he's Indiana's favorite podcast uh that Eastern is my, like Indiana. i said it is my deep dark secret i i have upstate, two things upstate new york. far northern new york yeah st lawrence county well let's have the hoosiers finish this podcast i will i will let you know that i don't know how to play euchre and I don't eat chicken organs. Those are those are those are my two disqualifiers. I don't eat chicken organs. Probably either. why I've never been elected by who anybody who don't like liver. I, that's that's okay. Uh, but it, not being able to play euchre. So, yeah. <laughs> Next week on the Boss Hog of Liberty Steel Chair Match, the three of us <laughs> against Jeremiah against New Yorker Jeremiah. <laughs> Yeah. Refusing to re- refusing to eat liver or or play euchre. Yeah, whole- so when when the when the Newcastle Elks has a has a euchre tournament, I all I can do is drink. I cannot help. <laughs> I can't help in any way. Plus, they say Trump over there. It's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to play either. All I know is that when my parents would play when I was a kid, lots of horrible words were said and just seemed like a pretty violent game. <laughs> so I just never picked it up. Well, you go, you go to the next day to the to the east, Ohio. They, you know, college buddies. They, they're all stupid. They didn't know how to play it either. So, I do know how to play cornhole. I learned that, uh, and we call it cornhole in the bags. So, if people want tickets, they can email John at johnmccain dot com. That's correct. And uh, it's still ten dollars right now. Ten dollars and, uh, and tickets can, or shirts, and we, they can still get your t shirt. Yep. 
Fantastic. And if you can't make it over till, until the day of the party, we'll hold it for you at the door and pay for it at that point. And now I, I don't want to spoil final thoughts, but there is a major event happening in Newcastle, but it's at one o'clock. They're having Indiana on tap right? here. So you can do the double <laughs> and you no. can, you can visit, <laughs> you can visit no. Indiana on tap at one o'clock. Get, they have a hundred beers and breweries going on here. 20 breweries, 100 different beers available. This is your second year for that, right? I believe this is the second or third it year. It's the second once, year. Once again, it was the coldest day. Everybody last remembers year, that how damn cold it was last year. Profoundly cold. Coldest day of March. <laughs> yes. And then five days later on St. Patrick's Day, I was in Indianapolis in T-shirt shorts. So <laughs> so people can, can do the Indiana Untapped, buy their tickets here, go to that, and then come down to Rushville for $10. For like $38, you can have the most yeah. unbelievable time yeah. on the state road. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take Ubers yeah, let's to get, get there. Yeah, let's get a no. ride. No. Uh, to no. No, this you seems you like need somebody like Zach that doesn't drink. Or get seems, get your yeah, there's a risk of puke in the cars, though. But this, <laughs> sounds, no, this sounds like the ultimate opportunity for the Slick Pickle to have like a, a, a double shot get pickled pack where it includes tickets <laughs> to both events and Trish because they're going to drive to Rushville. That's a, that's a great idea. And then they're going to drive back to Newcastle. So that, yeah, the get pickled St. Patty pack we, sounds amazing. We have uh, ever been to Freudenfest in, in Oldenburg. Dakota is a big fan who is not here to defend himself, but he's been many times. We have, we generally every year have a group of people from, uh, from Oldenburg that will bring a bus over they leave early because, because the Germans get along with hard. the Irish. Yeah, we get along fine. Yeah, we just don't like the French. Um, the, <laughs> the French, uh, of course, are from Connorsville. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the uh, uh, but great friends and and uh, so we try to. It, it allows us to go and and frequent their event as well. So uh, Brian Sheehan worked with a fellow by the name of Gary Munchell, who is very very organized in the uh, Freudenfest, and so. Uh, I've got a college buddy and his wife that uh, that they started jumping into the uh, Oldenburg bus and coming over. So uh, Morristown's such a fan; they named Freudenberg after them. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Oh, uh, I, I'm, damn it! I'm sure, pretty sure that's not right. Uh, but uh, so yeah, there's there's fun for everybody. You don't have to be Irish. Everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It's spectacular. Yeah. I actually do have Irish blood. I'm All the not, best people do. Yes, uh, the Malloy family from uh, right, from uh, Donegal uh, is where my where my people come from. Okay, uh, my my mother's side. I love Donegal County, Donegal. Never been, but that's uh, I hear I hear that's uh, and I, the the DNA test when I gave all my information over to the uh, to the ancestry dot com people, uh, they confirmed it. Emails me all the time telling me about how I'm from Donegal. Oh yeah, yes, a little town called uh, Hillcare. I spent. A week there, a couple of days, in a couple of days. Uh, you know, I, there's a bar, I think it's called John Joe's, that, well, when I went in, they had live music. And I go there, and the live music is American old country. Johnny Cash was playing when I walked in the door. Dakota's going to be so damn sorry he's not here. And, uh, but, you know, the, the, the pubs closed down like midnight, unless you don't want to leave. And then they just lock the doors and turn the lights down and you stay till as long as I was there with a bunch of Brits who were on a golfing, uh, golfing trip till like four in the morning. And, um, but you can always find a cabbie at your home, uh, which is nice <laughs> at four, especially at four in the morning. Uh, but on a normal Saturday night in Rushville, how easy is it to find a cab? I don't think we have a cab anymore. 
So for the folks that are listening that don't know about Rushville, they don't know all about Newcastle. But tell people about what Rushville is, and I, and we'll, this will be a transition into the stellar community situation okay. as well. But tell us how big Rushville is, what the, the what it's known for, and then how how the stellar designation happened. Okay, uh, Rushville is the county seat of Rush County. Uh, we're directly south of Henry County, uh, Newcastle, all right along Highway Three. Um, we have uh, we are the largest city in the county, uh, and. Um, it's claim to fame, uh, you know, in, in the early days with horse racing. Uh, right, where then, the amphitheater is, we discussed. That's exactly right. And uh, But Wendell Wilkie, uh, 1940 candidate for uh, president, uh, married a gal from Rush County. He was from Elwood, Indiana, originally. And, and I didn't know he was a Klansman. Hmm? I don't think he was. <laughs> uh, man, man, that, that, it's a little late, a little late for that. That would have been the that. 20s. That's where, uh, for those that are listening from out of state, that joke's for everybody that grew up in Newcastle in the 90s when we had all the KKK rallies here. Uh, because they oh, all I guess came from I didn't, Elwood. I guess I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the 90s, you couldn't, there were a couple of days you could not get to the studio because the roads were shut down. They were having, there was really? a, there all was the a, people from Elwood came over here and had rallies huh. downtown. Oh, I yeah. did not know yeah. that. Well, you're educated. But I, I've derailed your story, please. <laughs> no, that's why we call conversation hurdles. It's all right. The, uh, uh, so, he was actually a, a you know a very prosperous New York attorney, and when he wanted to run, he wanted to give himself kind of that Midwestern homespun. So his national campaign headquarters was based in Rushville, Indiana. So uh, very couldn't even imagine as a former county chairman how exciting that had to have been. Um, a lot of New Yorkers claiming East Central Indiana. Well, I mean, Rush County claims to be Southeast Central Indiana. Yeah, I've oh. seen the sign. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I would so say you guys you're are too. segregated out from that. Well, you, well, you're north of seventy, so I guess maybe you're <laughs> you're way way up north. Uh, north. Uh, but also uh, Tony Stewart, uh, although from Columbus, Indiana, the Rushville uh, Rocket, the Rushville Rocket. He uh, lived in Rushville with some folks who were also involved in midget racing, and uh, uh, he because in the early days his his friends and family at home really didn't embrace his racing as we do. We have a track in Rushville. And uh, so he always said his hometown was Rushville. And uh, immediately after winning a uh, oh, uh, a cup, he uh, they decided... We can't say Winston anymore. I don't think he can yeah. anymore. That's, no, what, a, that's what I was a, at. It's against the law, yeah. Can, can you say it? You go straight um, to jail. Right, right. The anti-smoking police come in and hit you with sticks. The... Uh, then Columbus really decided that he was pretty special and, and embraced him pretty hard. So, yeah, but you know I what they it. did? You know what those people did down in Columbus? Mm. They took his sign and they moved it down about eight inches when they elected Mike Pence to be vice president. It was the home of Rush of, of, of the Rushville Rocket. Mm-hmm. And then Columbus Comet, uh, Tony Stewart. But then they moved his sign down and it was the home of Vice President Mike Pence. And he got second billing. I think that's Rushville okay. doesn't give second billing to Tony Stewart. Well, we didn't when, when we elected from Rushville. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when our congressman got elected vice president, we didn't take down Tony Stewart Drive. No, no, it's, it's but it's again, it would to Drive. call it the the road up to the track. Mike Pence Drive would confuse <laughs> a lot of people. Okay. That, that would be fun to listen to. So those were you know those things brought a lot of a uh, lot of uh, fame to Rush County. Um, Right now we're uh, 
we had a Main Street programs, OCRA, the Office of uh, Community and Rural Affairs, the state of Indiana, had a, a Main Street program that normally there's 30, 35 people that go to that. We had we hosted one. It'll be two weeks tomorrow. I go tomorrow. And we had 80, 85 people there, and we had to change venues. And I think a lot of that is because I always, I always feel like I'm boasting, but I think we're doing it right. We've we've embraced uh, the concept of when we talk about community. We want people moving to Rush County. Uh, millennials, you know, my father rented a house a block and a half from the factory he worked at, okay, and walked to work for forty years. And millennials just don't do that. They want they move to where they want to be, and then they figure out where the where the jobs are. I'm talking to a college buddy of mine that uh, is down in Austin. We were talking about St. Patrick's shirts, actually. He wants a shirt. And uh, he said, can you get it to me by the 29th? I said, what's the 29th? He said, well, I'm going to live in Columbia for two months. <laughs> a country? Yes. And then I are you dealing cocaine? And, that, and then he said, no. So that was good. Um, but but that's, that's the world that young people live in nowadays. And, and I don't get it. I'm, I'm like 110. I, I can't get my arms around it. Uh, but, but kids go where they want to be. Families are going where they want to be. Let's face it. Big cities were not the best place to be in the last, uh, during the last, uh, two years. Still, I mean, downtown Indianapolis is, is still kind of sketchy. Um, I would have walked anywhere at three in the morning by myself. Dressed any three, way you please. Three years ago. Uh, and I probably wouldn't walk three blocks by myself right now just because it is a little scary still. And um, so for us, uh, we're seeing a lot of people that are moving out our way. Uh, it's a great thing. And so we've got some new housing developments, uh, new, as you know, the uh, Joe Peacock. I don't know if you know the name Joe Peacock, but built the apartments uh, in Spiceland. Yes. Uh, beautiful. And uh, getting ready to start his second phase of those and another 24 units. And uh, uh, so Rushville, that had a, a history of 50 years of population decline, uh, I think it was 18, we actually grew this many. And we were pretty excited about it. And it, it's not very sexy to grow eight people or whatever number it was, but you didn't lose 50. And so that for us is a big deal and, and how do we grow the community and, and the quality of place is important and we've had a concert series so the, the concert series has been essentially once a month there's a, a very big free Rushville does something that I uh, that I, I wish Newcastle could could embrace as well but they you do town festivals and town parties where everybody shows up yeah it feels like if you if you think of the movie Groundhog Day and you look at the last scenes in Groundhog Day where the whole town gets together and has a party. Rushville does that. Rushville figured that out. That's the way I describe it every time when we're talking about Rushville St. Patrick's party or even now Wendy Wilkie Days in September that you right. have, and which is always your <clears throat> final big concert of the year. Right. But essentially once a month, there's a big party in downtown Rushville. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Uh, that's one of the things that I, I think, you know, if, if, those who have, well, have met Brian Sheehan would know he's, uh, he and I like to have a good time, and uh, we're not afraid to, you know, it, at the concert series, for example, it took us forever 
they get permission to be able to sell beer down there. And um, you know what? Now we make several thousand dollars that go straight back into the back into the coffers that allows us to get better better concerts. Our bicentennial was last year, so we had uh, the we surviving had a member of Montgomery Gentry. That's right. That's right. Uh, Eddie Montgomery was there, and and uh, Ash is looking at me like I killed him. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was flying a helicopter. No, um, I had nothing to do with that. But who else did we had? Tyler Booth was there. Tyler Booth is fun. A young kid that he's very talented. He was at Eight Second Saloons, and a handful of people from Russia went up to watch him because he he was very good. Yep. And but, then, but wasn't there like uh, Fog Hat or? Yeah, Fog Hat's been there. Clayton Anderson has played. I mean, you've Clayton had, Anderson, sir. Yeah, yeah, you've had some fantastic bands over the years, and, and with that concert. Well, series. you know, they they both cover bands and, and and folks that have have acts that are charting now. Right. Uh, the guy that books our our shows is a fellow by the name of Andy Wilson, who is from Russia. I hired him twice in my life. Once when I was uh, when he was a kid for the Parks program, and then once when I was at the Auditor State's office, and. Uh, He's since he worked for a group that was Bolson PR, and I'm not sure what it is. They they did all the bookings for the Super Bowl when uh, we had uh, the Super Bowl, and uh, you know when Rolling Stones were at Speedway, he booked that. So he's got we did, he does that and he does us. Uh, so he uh, he does some other. Uh, I think the Lincoln uh, Memorial down in uh, they have a pretty nice concert series because the state pays for it. And they uh, so they, uh, he books that show. And then I think Kokomo again has a pretty good sponsorship base. So they have uh, a lot of times you'll see a show that's in Rushville and then Kokomo or vice versa. Very good. Bash, have you had a chance to go down to any of these yet down in Rush County? No, I haven't yet. I mean, I've been to Rush County right, right. times. Yeah. So yeah, it, they, they, and you guys do a good job of promoting the, it where the, the billboards, St. Patrick's Day parties, billboards are up here in uh, 11th. All the cool kids will be there. I like it. <laughs> I, I know we've had a billboard up on State Road 38. Of course, you couldn't cross the bridge for a year, but there was a billboard right before the bridge <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that would always have the next couple concerts coming up, promoting it. And they, you got there were twenty food trucks. I mean, it's it is a yeah. really big deal. During our bicentennial, we did some really fascinating things and uh, crowds that we had we not planned for it would have made some of us pee ourselves because it, they were pretty impressive. Uh, but the food trucks, I don't get enamored by a food truck. I just don't. But uh, they bring a lot of people in. And uh, so I guess we, we figured there was probably five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people for that for that final show. It's uh, really Eddie impressive. Montgomery. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we've, it, I mean, we've done it long enough that we've, we're okay at doing it. Uh, now, I know you guys have, have started doing music on the square or something here which is which is great yep uh, yeah the downtown newcastle we have two different concert series that happen there's one on the plaza so the downtown community uh, provide, does one which is main street carrie barrett's group and then there's also a uh, concert series put on by the arts park so there are multiple concerts that happen downtown newcastle as well uh, but the scale of what rushville does it is a first rate concert I, we are i think we're a, a regional a regional destination for music. Uh, but you guys, I mean, I laughed that you guys, I was laughing with Corey, that you guys had Henry Lee Summer here. And we had Henry Lee Summer. Well, we really didn't have it. We had him booked. And then he, like, went to Betty Ford or wherever. <laughs> <would have> <laughs> to. 
and he got out like two days before he was supposed to play our show. So we actually paid him not to play in Rushville. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, that's true. Uh, life's funnier than uh, anything you make up sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, I, I encourage anyone to come down. It's a, it's, it's a good show. Bring your lawn chairs. You can bring anything in except alcohol, uh, beer, wine, booze. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can't, if you don't like it, well, we'll refund your ticket. There you go. Money back guaranteed. That's right. So, so Rushville also did something. We've, we've talked in a, about our theater for years downtown here. Mm-hmm. Rushville, as a portion of, of getting the award of the stellar grant from the state of Indiana, took the old downtown theater, and it is now City Hall. Is no. that accurate? No. no. Well, actually, these, are, these are libus lies from Henry County. <laughs> actually, no. That is a that is a project. We applied for Stellar the first time, and we weren't even a finalist. That project was already going on. Okay. Uh, the next year we applied, we, we were finalists, and then uh, we were blessed to, to win that designation. Um, that's one of those things that really... You know, I'd rather be lucky than good. We we were gonna do a theater, and we figured we we'd have second you know second run movies things like that. And uh, the folks from uh, the Reiner family that owns the theater down in in Greensburg, they have I think eleven screens down in Greensburg. They saw what we were doing and said, "What? Tell me what you're doing." And as it worked out, they uh, through some. I don't know, I, through whoever the purveyor of movies is, they're considered the 12th screen of theirs. It's only one screen, but we've had first-run movies all along, and uh, we gave them a white box. In essence, we've, you know, we put in the HVAC and the electrical and all that, but they, we had someone from Franklin who liked what we were, read, what we were doing and gave us $30,000 to put in a retractable screen, uh, and then the Reiner family dolled up the uh, the theater themselves, and uh, and I I was there last uh, Saturday watching the new Ant Man. So it's it's really cool, and and to to think that it had been closed down for about eighteen years. Uh, so I think the partnerships that we create are really valuable. Uh, not only you know they, this is where they started, but. Across the street was an old bank that had been empty for about 10 years. They bought the bank, remodeled it, put an Edward Jones in it, because they wanted something that was from 8 to 5 busy, but after that, they had extended parking, had parking. For, for the theater. And they're, you know, they're looking to maybe partner with us for a housing project. And so I think once we get, you know, once we create a partnership, we do a really good job of keeping that and, and trying to grow it the best we can. Very good. So your day job is economic development with Rush County. Correct. Uh, big success in the, the the dirt that's moving and the concrete that's getting poured on the north side of town. Um, there's been a there's an industrial park that was there for many many years, right? That was shovel ready, uh, and it's starting to have some facilities built. But just across the street, there is a massive project that's that's being built. Yes, it's an impressive erection going up right there. Uh, they. At Diamond Pet Foods, uh, just before Thanksgiving, twenty-one uh, said that they were coming to. They they chosen Rushville to build uh, their next pet food 
uh, site. Uh, competed against, I think, eight states. Finally got narrowed down between Ohio and here, and even in Indiana, Marion, and, and here. And um, it's a quarter of a billion dollar project, uh, 700,000 square feet. Uh, right now, what you see, if you pass by, you're going to see the uh, 500,000 square feet of warehouse and distribution. They plan to do that first because of supply chain issues so that they can stage equipment and stuff coming in. And when they're finished there, then they'll start uh, building the, the, building the manufacturing. manufacturing side. Now, is it true that everybody that owns a pet <clears throat> in Rush County has to supply their pets with Diamond Pet Food? They City ordinance. They don't have to, but we 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 strongly encourage. <laughs> you know, I, and as weird as it is, I haven't had a pet for many years, and um, I will tell you that they are a fantastic company. They are privately held, uh, the second largest uh, privately held pet food company in the world. Who's the first? <sighs> Mars. Yes. God damn, I'm good. That is good because I didn't even know Mars made pet food. <laughs> pedigree. <laughs> yeah, pedigree. They are, they are the number one. And I, and I, well, I just want to brag about the amount of research that I Mars, do for this show. I would have never guessed that Mars was even privately held, too. So you're the only person I think that's ever guessed that. So uh, You know but, why I know that? No, I don't. Motorsports. Really? Motorsports. Huh. M&M Mars, Mars right. Corporation, has sponsored stock cars oh, for sure. 15 years. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I knew I they're probably, yeah. I don't and they, think, they would run a pedigree car on, on occasion. And I don't think they're allowed to put those M&M people on their cars anymore because <laughs> we got all woke and weird. Uh, <laughs> only on the right side of the car, not the left. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, so no, it, it is fantastic that if, if we have a problem and I need to find an answer, I call the owner of the company and, and almost generally answers the phone. And that is in my world, that's pretty fantastic because, I, you know, you're if you've got a problem, you don't want to weed through a five to most people, and um, so that's for us is pretty cool. Great, I just generally find people that uh, we're excited for them to get operational. They're going to build three lines, and then each year add a line till up to six. That's spectacular. And, and our mayor uh, said the other day he was visiting with, I think, out at the site. And um, somewhere he came back with that it will be the largest pet food manufacturer in the country. How many? Folks? And he may just be making that up. Uh, who's going to correct him? Yeah. Uh, we, we don't know any different. Yeah. How many people are supposed to in work the out world? There? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Really in the, in the, in, in the entire universe. Yeah. Uh, how many people are going to work out there? 170 at full build out. 150. 170. 170. I got you, Bash. Hang on. I, I'm tied in. My sweet St. Patrick's Day hat. <laughs> um, yeah, and they'll be good, uh, you know, good paying jobs. The uh, You're going to need some more people to staff this place up. Well, you yeah. And, you know, you our, be, this, this creates the problem of, of now you got to build more houses. you got to build more apartments. You've got to, you got to continue to grow. And that's exactly right. And, you know, we are, we're fortunate that um, I think our last numbers were, were December. And that I unemployment numbers I saw, and we were eighty seventh out of ninety two counties for employment. We're we're really doing good, and or well, lived around here too long. Much uh, success. Yes, uh, we're doing we're doing well, and uh, so that 
you know, you look at the roll numbers and they're saying you've got 170 people who are looking for jobs and most of them aren't really looking. And the numbers aren't real because there are a lot of people who don't show up in those numbers. But uh, for us, I, I, I really do believe that they'll get their people. I, our greatest fear is that they'll cannibalize some of the other industry in, in Rush County. Yeah. You know, but, in, but a facility like that's going to just, just like a you, can pack came to Muncie, right? Henry County people are going to go work at Canpac, at Draper. Folks sure. from Richmond go there. I mean, these are all regional facilities Absolutely. where people drive 25, 30, 40 miles for a great, a great job. Henry County is the – Henry and Fayette are the uh, two largest sending two counties uh, for for Rush County. Uh, you know, a lot of people from NTAT, I think probably you have – is it Grady? Yep, Grady Foundry here. You got the Foundry here that a lot of those people maybe – Step up and, and move to move to uh, Intat. I believe City Council. Councilman Mike Guffey works down there. I, I can't confirm or deny that. I'm not sure if at one point Mr. I can I can confirm I, whether he's still there or not. I don't know, but at one <laughs> but, point he was. But it, it, Intat's a great company and and they pay really well. But if you can make about the same price and, and the same wage and not being an inferno in June, July, and August, <laughs> and being someplace that's very clean and you know. It's going to have an impact, I think, on all of our industry. So the Economic Development Corporation, I had an an assistant that uh, took a different job. And um, we had two or three younger people that were right out of college. We didn't offer benefits. The salary was good. But, you know, those guys were always looking for something better. And so when the uh, last one chose to go elsewhere, I went 12, 14 months without any help because we didn't want to hire somebody that wasn't, we wanted to hire somebody that had workforce development experience. And as it turns out, um, like gal locally that had worked for Eastern Indiana Works, Work One, whatever you want to call them, um, ran into her at a restaurant and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And I'd asked her before, but we did we weren't offering benefits and that was important to her. So, um, went to school with her. You're up behind me in school. And uh, so we added a little money, added benefits. And so she took the job. And, uh, you know, that's for us, she's mostly dedicated to workforce and how do we scale up people and uh, how do we work with our industries to make sure that, uh, that they're going to get the people that they need. So I don't know that it's ultimately our job. But, but if we're going to be a real partner, that's what we got to do. That's what ends up happening. Yeah, do your best. And is there there talk about some major road changes in Rushville as well down the line? You know, we've been, you know, Mayor York and, and uh, Mayor Pavey, and he's gone to, this will be the third mayor in Greensburg. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've been talking about the fact that uh, there needs to be improvements to Indiana 3. And uh, a four-lane connector between 70 and 74 would be, I think, an economic boon for the region. Because Rush County is not served by an interstate. You don't have a four-lane road in the community at this point. We do. Uh, the very corner of the county, <laughs> it's the St. Paul exit at 74. Okay. Uh, let me, it's it's let me, probably let the, the primary real estate. Let me rephrase. Have. Is there an exit in Rush County for an interstate, or is it just, just outside? Yeah, I think it's in Shelby County. But you, you, <laughs> but drive you, out see of, it. you drive out of Rushville and yeah. hit the exit. All right. All right. Rush County and hit it. So it is the only place where we do hit an interstate. But yeah. uh, for the 
but for the sake of you could get from you know from Greensburg to the Great Lakes on on a four lane road if you connect that thirty two miles. Yeah, and the terrain is pretty flat and, and easy to do. So um, we're trying. We've been trying for a long time to. Uh, encourage NDOT, Mike, and I feel like I've done nothing but beat the shit out of NDOT <laughs> on the show. Uh, and they're great friends. Uh, but uh, we've been working with NDOT, and uh, of course, they plan many years in advance. And and so as a region, uh, we're part of the East Central Indiana Regional, that's not true, Eastern Indiana Regional uh, Planning Commission. Uh, and so as that region, a planning region, is trying to get uh, some love, they've been having some meetings. One was here, one was in Rush County, uh, with our federal and state legislators to try to uh, start pushing some support for this. I've, I've had conversations with uh, Newcastle City Councilman Jerry Walden. He mm-hmm. said it's been very good conversation. Yeah, and Jerry's it's very participatory. It, it? Yeah. It's uh, He says that uh, Congressman Pence has been very supportive of it as well, so... Uh, from the Newcastle side, we're excited. I personally I always like building roads, but uh, you know, a four lane road between, particularly with with the Honda assembly plant, with TS Tech being up here. I'm losing my uh, my celebratory uh, hat here. Uh, TS Tech down to sure. down to the Greensburg assembly plant. There's a lot of daily trucking that happens that could benefit from from a four lane road. Well, and it's not just TS Tech. You know, when when Honda ended up in Maryville. Ohio, you know, you had all of these ancillary industries, suppliers that built up around it. So when uh, Honda built in Greensburg, everyone anticipated all these other ancillary businesses. I'm sorry, you're really struggling. I am, I'm giving up. Uh, I'm giving up the dream they, of being uh, St. Patrick. Uh, they, uh, they just, those, those, the folks in Maryville opened up their uh, capacity so they didn't have to build uh, any new industry around, uh, as far as suppliers. So we got a lot of a lot of uh, trucks that are, you know, seven years ago it's like 180 trucks a day that come through Rushville on the way down to Honda, just just to Honda. And uh, you know, the the Diamond facility will. There's going to be a lot of. They're going to add a lot more trucks to that. So are they going to be rail serviced as well? Yeah, they they are. Uh, Bungie, actually, it's it's like a three or four mile spur. It's not part of the federal system. Um, CSX, CSX runs it. Uh, I was out there today because we're uh, trying to meet with them to figure out how we get infrastructure under the rail. So. Uh, you know, Bungie is a mile up the road, mile and a half up the road on the rail, so they could be a very good supplier for them. Uh, they'll bring they'll bring supplies in for uh, uh, from truckers. I think locally there'll be a, an opportunity for farmers to sell grain. Um, their one of their their main ingredients is number two corn, which is we a lot of a lot of a lot of corn over here that we do. And uh, and I went to the mayor and I went over to Meeta, Missouri. And it's a little town, I would say, the size of Spicel, maybe, uh, 400 people. And that was their first plant, and uh, right in the middle of town. And so we, we watched a truck that was that was loading, bringing a load of grain. And so they will actually 
sample various spots in the in the truck, pull samples, test it for fungus, things like that. And if it doesn't, you know, if it passes, I'll drop the, the, the load off. If it doesn't, I said, what happens? They said, well, they take it up 20 miles up the road to a, a tortilla plant. <laughs> so it's good enough for us, but it's not good enough for the dogs. So, uh, but they it could be free chips for chips and salsa, but that's not right. for the pets. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, I, I think that facility will have a lot of, a lot of benefits for area farmers. Well, very good. All right. I think we're, we're running longer than we normally do. So I'm going to, as long, as much as I could talk to John for the entire night, we probably should transition into final thoughts. Uh, Zachary. Do you have anything we need to promote? Anything we forgot? Any follow-up questions for John? No, I don't have much. I've just been sitting and listening. It's, I, I sit on a lot of local or I sit on city council meetings, and so I kind of hear some of the stuff, and so it's interesting to hear a perspective from another county, and I need to do it every time I drive down through Rushville. I do look at that theater and be like, man, that looks cool. Like, it looks cool. It's right on, in the area down by the... You guys have down by the river. You guys have a super nice compact area where... Like we have some venues and stuff. We have a river, but the river's not near downtown or whatever. But that seen that area kind of be redeveloped in the last couple of years. You used to have a restaurant, that, I think, and that's stellar. That yeah. that is one of and, our stellar products. And, and I always thought that restaurant I was like, how is that restaurant not stable? Because it looks really cool, but now it's gone. But there's like, oh, there's this cool area they've got down there. So, um, so yeah, that's cool to hear that. And it sounds like you guys know how to do St. Patrick's Day too. So, well, we like to think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for what it's worth. All right, John, if people want more information, if they want to participate, give them a, give them another shout as to how they can get involved, be, be a part of the Rushville festivities. Yeah, if you want to find me, I'm easy to find. Uh, I'm on, uh, uh, obviously, the Rush County ECDC, but we also have a Facebook page, uh, uh, Rushville St. Patrick's State Party. And uh, so it'll have all the information of how to contact us. And and uh, uh, we we truly are a, you know, a, we have a lot of people from out of town that come to our party, and we, I think we make them welcome. And if we're in the morning, we'd have donuts for them because that's the kind of people we are. Uh, but uh, yeah. why is there not a Jack's Donuts in Rushville yet? It is all a territorial thing. We've tried. Really, we have tried. There's a big donut. Could they have one in Milroy? Is Milroy still carved out? I think. I think it is a. I think it's a county thing. Uh, so, no, we'd love. We'd love to have a Jack's Donuts, but. Alas, we're just a poor country community trying to get by the best we can. Uh, so anyway, reach out to us. We'll we'll do everything we can to uh, get you tickets, shirts, or just welcome you to come to the parade. We'd love to have you. That's awesome. It is. Uh, I think I've attended at least three times over the years, and it all is always a uh, is always a great time. And and John promises spectacular weather this year. It should be seventy four and partly cloudy. Yes, uh, in Rushville. If, if you drink enough. Yes. If you drink enough, it'll be it'll be just fine. Bash, you got anything you've forgotten you wanted to cover? You know, I've been going to the press uh, coffee shop in the in the old Courier Times building. Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful place. It's a, it's a great local business. Oh nice to God. have downtown Newcastle. Yeah. Sarah it's, and I have been many times yeah, as well. A lot of times we'll go on a Saturday. Uh-huh. We're heading to a, a game at the YMCA. We go in, you get up to you sleep in too late, you stop in, you get a cup of coffee. Yep. And and it's a, a great day. Absolutely wonderful. I don't know. I just thought of that probably because I go there. This is a downtown guy. I work here. hard not to go there every day. <laughs> like it's a, live, it's a struggle sometimes. When, when you live just footsteps, you, you I are, live I live and work footsteps away. Yeah, one of my my paralegal goes there for her lunches. I 
often you go were, there for my lunch. You're the just, ultimate millennial. I, yeah, I think the that's the lifestyle life. you're supposed to live. I think you're just living out what you're supposed to be. You're a young professional living in in a like that a small town. You live and yeah. work next door. I'm a 21 year old in spirit. I'm just running to the coffee shop. You walk down to your podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, and across the road to the coffee shop for that's the free whiffy. Just a downtown fella. You're in a band. Um, the last time I was there, as I was running into everyone I know, because they just it's Newcastle. Yeah, yeah it's Newcastle. Um, Ducam swung by, showed me the uh, the warehouse that is getting converted into the pub in the near future, and to touch base on the last time that I was on, it was really exciting. I I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see a pub there too. Newcastle's. Has done a lot with their downtown. They it's really gotten have. much, much better. I can't yeah. think of the name, but the Italian restaurants very good. Pr- Primo down here. We are just days away from the uh, the the Blue River Tap House opening up. And where's that? Uh, it's going to be right across the street over here on Broad okay. Street. Okay. Uh, and uh, they are supposed to be at the uh, at the Newcastle on Tap as well sure. down at the Arts Park. So. Well, the uh, the Indian on Tap folk, Justin and those guys, do a really nice job. Uh, I think this year was our third or fourth year uh, doing doing that. And, yeah, they're great. They do. What I love about them is they do the event, and we don't really have to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right? So that's great. Well, they, they, put on a great they put on a great Indiana Untapped here last year, and it, it really was. I mean, it was shockingly cold. <laughs> but, I mean, they were prepared for it. Mm-hmm. We There were plenty of vendors. There were plenty of, uh, you know, heat machines. There were a couple of tents, like, it it was surprisingly survivable for being like sub five or something. Oh, we we, we bonkers. We, our first one was just the opposite. It was like in July, and we did it down the amphitheater, and I think four people died of heat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, it well, was I it mean, was miserable. Considering that you grew your population by eight, it's yeah. a miracle, John. Yeah, it's yeah. oppressively it's hot. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're just ready for anything. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very good. It's It's been our pleasure to have you here. Well, thank uh, you. It's been an honor for me to uh, come over and hang out with you. Hopefully hopefully, we didn't entirely waste your evening. <laughs> no, it's fine. I uh, uh, always like talking about our community and, and certainly our party. That's, all, that's awesome. Well, Rush... Uh, Rush County is my is my my third home. I guess if I'm originally from Indiana, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Henry County guy. But my folks, my sister, they all live over in Posey Township in uh, be Northwestern Rush County, yeah. Western or Northwestern uh, Rush County. Western, yeah. Uh, y'all y'all don't build roads that go east and west there, so it's very confusing. US 52 is at a bit of an angle. Yeah, yeah it's it's, right. it's quite confusing. Well, you lived in Rush County guy. before you lived over here, didn't you? I in between. Yes, I I did. Uh, about four years in Rush County. Yeah, I grew up in Henry. Spent my college years. Everybody moves to Rushville for college. I moved to <laughs> Rush County for my college years, uh, and then as I was graduating Indiana Wesleyan, I, I moved back to Henry County. Nice. Uh, many formative years, just like Tony Stewart. Many formative years were right there in Rush. Well, County. Well, that's what Indiana says about Lincoln. His formative years were <laughs> in Indiana. So you're just like Lincoln. Just, just exactly, Kinda. exactly the same, except for the theater problem. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to participate. Give John a call. Give him a ring. And if you want to do the uh, the early thing in Newcastle, too, a uh, little tip. Uh, you can go over to the Elks Club. I think they've got about 10 more tickets they need to sell because uh, I think they committed to 40, and I think they've sold about 30. But there's a massive discount. I think it's like 28 bucks for a ticket over there. It's 40 if you buy it at the gate or on well, the website. It's, it's worth the money. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth it. Head over to the Newcastle Elks. Buy yourself a ticket over there, and uh, we'll see you then. 
with that, we say thank you guys very much. And uh, next week, we will uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Maybe Dakota will be here. Who knows? Or I'll call Bash and say, hey, buddy, we got to do another one. Thanks. Thanks. We'll see you then.